Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Eula. Good morning. Lovely to be with you again this morning. And just what I wanted to share this morning is this amazing passage from Matthew 17, verses 1 to 13. And continuing from yesterday, we remember how when Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say that I am? Peter exclaimed, you are the Messiah. And today, Jesus gives his three disciples one of the most intimate visions of who he really is. So we're going to read the passage from Matthew 17, but I'm only going to read verses 1 to 8 to begin with. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah, talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. So we continue our journey through the Gospel of Matthew this morning. And we come to this amazing event just outside Jerusalem. It is believed to have been Mount Myron, although there is there's lots of discussion exactly where this place was. But it was a private place. And Jesus took just three of his disciples, the ones that were, they say, the closest to him, because this was such an intimate experience. What happened next was absolutely incredible. There, we are told, Jesus transfigured. The word transfigured, actually, um, the verb comes from the Greek, metamorpho, which means to transform or to change form. It's important, though, to note that the verse suggests a change of the inmost nature that may be outwardly visible. So Jesus, again, here, changed in a glorious way, and we are told here the description of Jesus appearing like the sun. And we know that we can't look into the sun because the sun is so bright. Very difficult to actually be able to keep your gaze on him. And his clothes became white as light. And here we we know that this wasn't a miracle but Jesus, a new miracle, but Jesus revealing his true nature 
What was amazing is that Jesus, the son of the living God, could keep from displaying his glory at all whilst he was here on earth. And as John the disciple said, we beheld his glory. And Peter also said, we were eyewitnesses to his majesty. And Charles Spurgeon put it this way. He said, it is his forever glory that Jesus concealed. Though he was rich for our sakes, he became poor. It's important to note here that during the transfiguration, Jesus did not transform into another being or into another body, but his own. He was recognizably Jesus. And here on this mountain, we, we see that Jesus is joined by two key figures from the Old Testament. He was joined by Moses and Elijah, both of them representing the Old Testament, the law and the prophets. Now we need to remember that Moses lived well over 1200 years before this and Elijah over 900 years before this. And they were alive in a resurrected, glorified state. What is amazing is that the people of God who passed away long ago, live in personality, are known by their name and enjoy near access to Christ, just as Moses and Elijah did here on the mountain. So what were they talking about? They were obviously sharing fellowship. Well, we see this account of the transfiguration in Luke as well as Mark. And Luke has a suggestion as to what they were talking about. And, and Luke in 9.31 suggests that they were talking about all the events that would happen in Jerusalem shortly after this event. And about Jesus dying on the cross and his resurrection. And of course, Peter was so overwhelmed by what was going on. And he was so taken by the scene, he thought, I don't want this to end. So he suggested about putting up three shelters for all of them to stay around for as long as possible. But it was then that the cloud, the holy cloud of God fell upon them. And the voice of God was heard. And we have to remember, as Charles Spurgeon again said, when God draws near, it is absolutely necessary that his glory should be veiled. No man can see God and his Shekinah glory and live. And these are the words that came from God. This is my beloved son. I am well pleased with him. Listen to him. The eyes of the disciples were opened soon afterwards because Jesus came to them. And when they opened their eyes, still filled with awe as they looked at Jesus because they looked at Jesus in a new light because of what they had witnessed. So what was the purpose of the transfiguration? Well, the purpose I believe was that the disciples could see the glory of Jesus, Jesus as the Messiah. And it was such a powerful vision that Jesus said to the disciples, please don't tell anyone, not yet, not until I have completed what I came to do after the resurrection. And of course, the disciples had a question for Jesus. And this comes in Matthew 17, verses 9 to 13. And that was, 
You know, the scribes were talking about before the Messiah comes, Elijah will come back. So, of course, they asked Jesus that very question because they had just seen Elijah. But Jesus tried to explain to them that Elijah, if you like, his work, his purposes were fulfilled in John the Baptist because John the Baptist came to call people to repentance. He came to prepare the way of the Lord. So all of a sudden, the eyes of the disciples were opened and they saw that John the Baptist was the form of Elijah, if you like, coming just before Jesus to prepare the way. So this morning I thought it might be a good idea if we just take a moment or two to just focus on the words of God when he spoke in the cloud about Jesus. Let us again focus on this glorious vision of Jesus in his glory and the words of God, this is my beloved son. I am well pleased with him. Listen to him. Okay, let's be quiet before the Lord. Lord, we are filled with your glory this morning. Thank you, Lord, for revealing yourself before the disciples. Thank you that they've been able to share this story with us today through the, the, the Gospels. Lord, we cannot look into your face because your face is so glorious. But we can give you praise and we can give you thanks for all that you've done for us, for dying on the cross for us. And Lord, I pray this morning that we may be able to not just hear your words, Lord, but take them on board and put them into practice. Help us to truly listen, to truly understand, and to truly be transformed by your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much, Eula. And uh, following on from Eula's talk, we prayed that um, we would listen to Jesus as we listen to God's word. And so we prayed for the new Connect Group uh, series of uh, sessions in Connect Groups on solid foundations in a shaken world, praying that as a church, we might be living on the foundation of God's word, that we might be listening to Jesus as we found our lives on God's word, even at this time where everything seems to be shaken. Uh, We also prayed for Revitalised 250, our whole uh, project, Amy to um, revitalise the church building so it can fully support the vision of our church to see every life bearing fruit for Jesus. Thank you so much for praying.